this week on Two Dynamite Dudes. Marcus and I discuss Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson being officially official for Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe. Plus, Adam Cole's in-ring debut, baby. CM Punk joining commentary and getting to grapple with Powerhouse Hobbs next week on Rampage. Chris Jericho going up against Dan Lambert. Mixing Mandero Suzuki, Murder Hawk Monster, John Moxley, and a Mad King for a Grand Slam tag team bout. MJF talking trash to the late Brian Pillman. Miro likely totaling Fuego Del Sol's soul and not giving a damn about his car. Ruby Soho laying it all on the line against Britt Baker. Malachi Black brawls it out with Cody. Sting and Darby tag it up once more against an FTR that's back on a roll. This and so much more on 2 to who Oh, I'm saying it. Two Dynamite Dudes on a Rampage. I'm ready to roll. It is two Dynamite Dudes on a Rampage. And I am Dom McDangelo of WrestleZone.com. With me, mostly as always, is my degenerate brother, none other than Marcus D'Angelo. Not, not of WrestleZone.com. I'm kind of of WrestleZone.com. I think you're more of cowardice or... Um, strong, just, uh, strong statement. Black sheep of the family. So <laughs> that might be it. I'll take it. Fuck Will it. You I take that? Care. Do you think, fuck are you okay it. with that? Yeah, fuck it. It's fine. Hey, we're live. Um, thank you for all that's joining in. Uh, yes, it is 8 p.m. on a Sunday mm-hmm. evening. It's hey, Saturday. You got Dominic. Nesha here? Dominic, it's Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday. Wow, thanks. <laughs> Good Lord. Get a job. The day, I have so many. <laughs> that's why I don't know. I have so many jobs. I can't keep track of the days. But yes. You have uh, a weird like fisheye thing going on with your screen right now. Is that on purpose? Fish, I think. Look at your like. Look at your shelf back there. It like curves away from you. It was. That's not on purpose. It does look different, doesn't it? Move your head over toward your shelf. Watch what happens. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> is it getting weird? I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty weird. What is happening? It's weird. Fuck it. Let's roll. Let's roll Fuck on this it, thing, dude. Dom. Let's Nobody cares rolling. about you. They care about the words coming out of your stupid mouth. <laughs> your dumbass <laughs> fake writer mouth. <laughs> Well, let's start with this. Something that's very authentic is Mr. Adam Cole, baby, and his in-ring debut on AEW Dynamite against our boy, the elite hunter, Frankie Kazarian. Marcus, what did you think of Adam Cole's in-ring debut and just the overall match itself? And it kicked off Dynamite nonetheless, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought he looked like a million bucks, dude. You know, as advertised, Adam Cole, he's got it. Um came out looking great uh yeah i mean the, the whole like he's too small thing doesn't really register with me i mean it's tv you know who cares he looks fine uh so so i, I think that we can probably put that thing to rest and man i mean you heard cm punk saying like yeah i'm kind of scouting adam cole you know for like future matches and it's like uh, i'd be thinking about that too if i was an AEW. like okay how do i put myself in the ring with this guy right and you look at it like the reaction he got was major major star reaction and like yes. super 
enormous pop. So just even that fact that like Punk's on commentary talking about that and saying like how he knows that Punk, he, he himself was an influence for Adam Cole to get into wrestling and then putting him over even further, like creates that like very big intrigue to, for those two to eventually clash at some point. And, you know, um, yeah, I thought this was a, you know, a good showcase, Adam. I ne- I never liked seeing Frankie Kazarian lose, especially with the Elite Hunter gimmick, because, like, you want him to actually bag a couple of them, you know what I mean? Kind of feels like, like kind of feels like they don't have anything for Frankie Kazarian right now, so they're just like, uh, you're the Elite Hunter, and you're going <laughs> to no, come right after those guys. I like it. Well, well it- and, and it's fine, but then it's like, okay, but you have to do the job to these guys. So uh, it's it, it to me, it, it kind of feels like they don't really have anything for him. I would have loved to have seen Frankie Kazarian get involved with the Pinnacle or something like that. Um, but, yeah, you know, pinnacle. yeah. Pinnacle, but, what's, a, what's a good uh, alliteration? Pinnacle pistol. I don't know. <laughs> That was bullshit. How about he's just a member of the fucking Pinnacle? Oh, you want him as a member of the Pinnacle? Yes. You know, that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be But I like, you know, I just like the aspect of him, like, I don't know, it just taking out the Elite one by one, and I want to see more of that. Yeah, well, he's he's not doing it. I know. And this new guy who just came in just beat his ass. So, so, so maybe we can put that that gimmick to bed. I'm hoping it changes around. Fishbowl Saturday night says Rich Murphy. Yes, it is, baby. Let's go Fishbowl Sunday evening, according to you, Dom. Mm-hmm. Fishbowl Sunday evening. Uh, yep, he did. Rich had the biggest pop of the night. What's up, Caleb? How are you doing? Thanks hey for joining in, guys. Yeah. Uh, by the way, appreciate all of you, Nesha, Rich, Caleb. Glad to have you guys here. Whoever else is here. Uh, go ahead, feel free to comment. We'll try to get to as many of them as we can um, in the hour so that we, we ra- run our damn mouths. You run Dominic. our damn mouth. Yeah, Dominic, uh, what else do you have to say about Adam Cole? Just, I like, you know, there's no denying that he's got, like, you know, that top star quality. And um, that it's just going to further and further carry. I think he's going to walk that line of being, you know, the, the heel that everybody likes. And so, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either, because like with the elite, you kind of need that almost like a rock figure, you know, where it's like rock in the nation. Like the rock was such a big star in the nation of domination. And um, it was hard not to kind of like him. So with Adam Cole, I think he can really find his, his, uh, that version almost of him in the elite where he's the guy that you kind of like, okay, he's, he's a dick, but I like him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. um, I just think there's a lot to go from there. Now his problem afterwards, give me your thoughts on that too. I was really hoping he was going to talk more shit on Tony Schiavone, but <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I thought he did fine. I mean, he's got all everything. He's got all the tools you want in like a, a major player. You know, he's got a good look, good in ring ability. He's good on the mic. Uh, the fans love him. You're right. He's got that kind of like tweener heel, baby face, like the the heel that you kind of like because he's he's so good at being an asshole. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's uh, very very Shawn Michaels esque potential in Adam Cole. No, I, I thought it was a good way to open the show. I was a little surprised. I thought they were going to save that for almost for the main event almost, you know, or maybe like the second hour, the top of the second hour, second hour or something like that too. So I was kind of caught off a little guard by that, you know? Yeah. Uh, remind me though, what what direction was he going in with the promo? I'm trying to think too, to be honest. Because um, he set something up. Was it – it wasn't Jungle Boy, was it? I don't remember. I'm trying to think here. Let me look at the results here. Um, 
Kevin, what's up, man? Doing well. We are safe from the coronavirus. Both my myself and my brother are uh, are vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, just just go do it. Come on, guys. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, we're we're not gonna get political here, so it's fine. Kevin, it's, we're so great. You're so great. All of you guys are so yeah, great. Thanks, thanks for, for being doing here, it, really guys. Good. Really appreciate it. Um, um, well, in any case, it's not really that important. Good promo. It's important. Let me look here. I'm gonna look. Is it dumb? It is. I want to know. Remember who he's talking about? What I was trying to think too. Mean? There's so much uh, that went on this week. You know, not just dynamite, but just overall in wrestling. So it's hard to keep tabs on it all. Let me see here. Um, and that you can't remember either. No one gives a fuck about nope. this, Dominic. That's. Not true at all. I think we just like Adam Cole. We want to keep seeing him come out beating people. Okay, oh. I was I was right. So here it is. This is via my results, my very own results that you can find on WrestleZone.com. Post-match, Adam grabs a mic for story time, baby. Hope is a dangerous thing. That locker hopes that they can keep up with the elite. That ain't going to happen. There's three guys who have really gotten under Adam Cole's skin, and that's Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. So next week, oh, yeah, next week, Rampage Grand Slam. Those three versus Adam Cole and the Young Bucks in a six-man tag. The Super Click is back. So, yeah, Marcus, uh, pretty good setup. I feel like, um, you know, obviously Christian has the ties to Jurassic Express because him and Jungle Boy, you know, had, you know, their matches and, you know, made kind of an alliance and stuff. So makes sense to go from there. Um, how would you book that coming up, uh, the, their triple tag match at, at Rampage? Well, um, Adam Cole's still the newcomer. Uh, so he's got a his team's got to go over, and he's got to go over strong, uh, you know, in the match. Obviously, cheat to win uh, is, is going to be the formula, but you know the the pinfall should be scored by Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's my guess, at least. Uh, which you know, I, I was very much on the whole like like, hey, Christian Cage should be like this dude who's like slowly working his way into the title picture over the course of like a year or two years, where it's like. You know, maybe eight months in, they're like, hey, Christian Cage hasn't lost to anybody yet. You know, like I was I was kind of hoping for something fun like that to happen. But uh, but we didn't we didn't quite get it uh, since he he did the job for Kenny Omega, which is fine. You know, they're, they're clearly building so towards something bigger. Um, but yeah, so now it's like, I don't know where, I'm, I'm not sure where you go, uh, with Christian Cage from here, but as far as this angle is concerned, uh, yeah, we, you go with Adam Cole and the elite getting a dub. Dub. Yeah, especially after the Young Bucks lost the titles and stuff. I think they need to get a win back and a, and a definite win back. Well, it can be underhanded, but definite for elite. elite no status. no doubt. No diggity. No doubt, no diggity. Okay, so we kind of <laughs> talked about this next. Uh, you touched upon it. CM Punk, his major role on Dynamite on Wednesday was on commentary. Tell you what, that table didn't fucking break. And no. uh, I was honestly, when it happened, I was like, I really hope he's not legit hurt. Like, he was like wincing on the ground. I was like, is he selling or is he actually hurt? Because that looked brutal. It did not, that table did not give. It's like, yeah, it, like a lot of people say, like, oh, well, the table didn't break, so it must not hurt. It's like, no, the table breaking is what's actually breaking the guy's fall. <laughs> so yeah. if the table doesn't break, you know, you're, you're basically flat backing, flat backing like on the ground. It's probably about the same effect. It's like smacking off, yeah, uh, your like wooden floor. <laughs> yeah, yes. So it would be a, a bummer to lay in the way that he did, especially with a dude the size of Powerhouse Hobbs delivering the blow, where it's like, I'm sure that Hobbs is like trying to drive him through the table. That's like the objective and it just doesn't break inside <laughs> like if i were hobbs i'd be like might have hurt the biggest star in the company <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> 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 a 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, damn. Yep. God damn. Uh, but what did you think uh, CM Punk's performance behind the booth? I thought he was great. Um, you know, obviously, anytime CM Punk has a mic in his hand, it's a good thing uh, for for whatever program he's on because he's he's a great talker. Um, you know, he's he's good at getting you from A to B to C to D. Uh, you know, with with his objectives in the conversation. So uh, no, I mean he's he's good. He's really good. I I hope it's not like a Chris Jericho situation though, where it's like he's kind of barely wrestles, but then is on commentary a lot because I want to see him wrestle. Yeah, I want to see. Him. I, you know, I would like to see ideally something like every other week. He's got like a, a match on TV. Yeah, no, I would like to see that too. And yeah, you where it's you know whether he's in tag action, he takes a week off, and then he's back in six action or something. Uh, something, yeah, where it's and I think it's going to be more of that route than, than what uh, you know the Jericho route that's kind of been going on here and there. I think we're going to see him wrestle a little bit more consistently, even more so than Brian Danielson too. I think. I think we're going to see CM Punk kind of almost be like just full time. Like he has full time, obviously, but I mean like full time, like working, wrestling, you know, all that stuff. It's just like I think right now it's kind of key to kind of like space it out because it just builds anticipation to make him, you know, have a match. And we're going to see that at on Rampage as well. That's another big match on Rampage is him versus Powerhouse Hobbs and should be damn good. There's two different styles and, uh, you know, getting some young guy up like like Hobbs against Punk is pretty damn cool. So you look at it, it's Darby Allen, it's Powerhouse Hobbs, his two first competitors back. We're not seeing anything like, you know, him going up against a Matt Hardy or, you know, anything to that effect. We're seeing him working with some young guys and getting him over. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, make no mistake, just because uh, CM Punk is going to go over against Powerhouse Hobbs, just as he did against Darby Allen, he's still helping them both by being yes. with them. You know, he's, he's making them more high profile. They're wrestling in main events now. You know, so no matter how you slice it for Powerhouse Hobbs, you know, a lot of wrestling fans are, are I'm sure, are going to say like, oh, well, Hobbs should go over. He's a rising star. And it's like, no, dude, he's still getting the rub um, and he's going to come out of this just fine. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I I don't think he's coming out better than he went in. So, yeah. uh, Dominic, did you know that Victor wrote this tonight? Nesha is telling me this, telling us this. Oh yes, it is tonight. Um, Christian <clears throat> is defending his title against Ace Austin, and then um, what's the other big matches going on? They have um, they have a couple. So Victory Roads, what uh, impact? I almost said DNA. What impact uh, typically does Marcus? Is they have an actual pay per view that you order. And then if you subscribe to impact plus you get like this uh, other enhanced, almost event, like a, almost an event that's like bigger than impact, but not as big as the pay-per-view. So that's what this victory road is, is like the show before bound for glory. So um, yeah, impact's been good. It's been um, something I would like to see. You mentioned Christian, something I would like to see is him aligned with uh, Josh Alexander. Uh, they had a really good chemistry and dynamic i think on impact and i think he would be really cool to tag up with him and just form a good tag team both canadian both are you know extremely known for their in-ring work and stuff like that i think it would be a really good uh, way to kind of i you know i know uh aw's got a lot on their plate as far as talent goes already but having somebody like josh alexander come in would be good synergy between the two brands and stuff like that i think even further and I think he's the perfect um, uh, representative for Impact Wrestling right now to kind of go over there on uh, through that forbidden door. So. Yeah, I don't I don't know a ton about him, but uh, you know I've I only hear good things about him, so 
Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it, I honestly, this this Forbidden Door thing, it's kind of the only way to make it work with the stacked rosters. Like, let's let's get more uh, AEW guys over on on Impact. Uh, let's vice versa. You know, like a Frankie Kazarian. I don't see any reason. You know, if you want to do this elite hunter deal with Frankie Kazarian, I don't see any reason for him to be the first one to do a job for Adam Cole. Why not see, say like, hey, Impact, we'd like to borrow one of your guys. Bring him in. Have him like, and especially with Kazarian, like have him start chipping away at like, you know, make him take out Brandon Cutler. I think he fought Brandon Cutler before. And then, you know, make him take out like one of the good brothers, like have him like have a monster, like him fight the monster and doc gallows and take gallows out, you know, and then just have them go away for a couple weeks and just build up to that a little bit more. I just like, I really want to see them light a bit more behind Frank Kazarian a lot. Um, Mark next up is, MJF talking to Brian Jr.'s daddy. What'd you think of that segment? Um, I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously MJF, he he knows how to get heat. He's good at it. And uh, I'm sure, of course, he asked for permission before going out there and doing it. But um, yeah, it's, it came out, got heat, it, you know, completed his objective. He's like, he, he gets it because he doesn't like... So the fans like him because he's a good heel, but like he's trying to figure out, okay, how do I make these people hate me? Even though they, you know, it's like they're all smart and they like heels. They're aware of what I'm doing. Right. And it's like, oh, I, I know, bury a, a legend, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, like be an asshole to a, a legend who's passed away. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that'll do it. So he's, he's, uh, he's, he's got his, he's got the right idea going on. Yeah, it was a great segment. And uh, fun fact, MJF's done that before. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's done this in MLW, a little behind the curtain kind of, so to speak. Uh, so um, if you, if any of you listeners or viewers are familiar with uh, the Wrestle Rose podcast, there's um, WWE Creative-ish, and it's Robert Karpalis, I think is how you say his name. He used to be a writer for WWE, but he also used to write for MLW. And here it happens that... Um, so MJF was formerly in Major League Wrestling. So was Brian Pillman Jr. And they were both in two factions. One is the Dynasty, which is still a great faction with Hammerstone and Richard Holiday. And the other one was the New Heart Foundation. And that featured Brian Pillman Jr., Davey Boy Smith Jr., and Teddy Hart. So MJF, the, those factions were feuding. And lo and behold, MJF... Uh, got the AOK to do what he did about Brian Pillman, Brian Pillman about Stu Hart. So like he looked up and then he looked down, you know, and talk, was talking to Stu Hart. So um, a good nod, nod back to MLW. So, uh, and that feud was a lot of fun. MJF was a blast in major league wrestling. Like he was really cutting his teeth on being that top, top heel kind of guy. And you know, it's evident. So, uh, but yes, so this was a great segment. I really liked it. Um, and it's just like what walking that line of pro wrestling. That's, uh, that's like, Hey, okay. It's raising some eyebrows, but this is what, you know, what is good about wrestling too. So, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's, I, I mean, like I said, he's kind of, he's playing chess out there as far as like, you know, trying to be the best heel that he can be. And he's nailing it. Uh, very, very enjoyable. You know, it's kind of like it's uh destination television. Isn't that, is that the phrase? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Destination, yeah, Destination TV something or Event like I always say Event. A- appointment TV. television. Something Appoint, like yes, I think Appointment television is good. Appointment yes. television. Um, let's see. What do we want to go with next? I'm just trying to kind of go in order. I do want to obviously cover Rampage, too. Um, Marcus, we got to see our boys and your boy in FTR. Yes. Back and get a definitive win against Dante Martin and uh, Matt Seidel, your other boy. Yeah. Uh, Give me your thoughts on on how that match. Now, the shame about that for me when I'm covering, I like, you know, FTR is such a, you know, technical and like intricate and thoughtful tag team that like when I'm writing, it's like I'm here and there, I'm here and there. I'm like, I'm not like I'm doing coverage, but I'm not like, hey, I'm watching every little detail. I know you're all about the details, too. So talk about how you felt about this match and uh, getting FTR a little bit of a, a burn back as well as what it led to eventually, which we could talk about afterwards. Yeah, I mean, it, a great match. Uh, it's a clash of styles, which is something that we're, we're starting to get used to when it comes to FTR in, in AEW. Uh, they've got a little bit more of the old school sort of vibe, and they're, they're up against like you know two guys who are like these very shifty new style wrestlers. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think that the interesting thing that FTR does there is that they'll kind of play, they'll like, they'll let their opponent get their shit in. But then uh, FTR is also not only getting their shit in, but then also kind of like matching what they're doing, especially Cash, where it's like he, he can do a lot of the, the fancy stuff himself, you know. But, uh, but no, it's, I mean, I'm glad to see them back on track. They definitely needed a win. Um, and I'm anxious to talk about the end of the program, uh, or close to the end of the program where, uh, where they had a little thing with sting and, uh, set up, set up what's going on there in, uh, there in New York. Uh, Dom, let's, let's address Caleb here. Hey guys, I, I think he's asking, will John Moxley come back to WWE? Uh, absolutely not. John Moxley made it very clear that he was miserable the whole time yeah. he's in WWE. So yeah. I, I see I see zero zero chance of that. Uh, FTR clowns of all the I don't know, man. It's that's uh, go home heat with me, pal. No, it's, uh, everybody's everybody's entitled to their opinion when it comes to wrestling. But what I like about them is that they are a style of wrestling that is kind of not the thing anymore. Um, yeah. So wrestling has evolved, as we all know, um, and it's, it's not all for the worst. Uh, but those guys have like not only been doing the things that like Arn and Tully were doing back in the day, the things that Bret Hart was doing back in the day. Um, I could name a million other people. Uh, they're not only doing that, but they're kind of doing it better than anybody ever has. So it's really fun to watch those guys. And it's fun that they, I'm just playing Caleb. You don't have to be sorry. It's fine, dude. Yeah. You, you like what you want to like, bud. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I think, um, yeah, it's neat to see because they are blending all these styles that in like, paying homage to a lot of these uh, wrestlers that we either grew up watching or grew to learn about, you know, and like, uh, like, you know, you mentioned it, Bret Hart and um, Arnon Tully and Bobby Eaton. Right. Um, I, I mean, the list goes on and on. Yes. Uh, I just saw a video um, where it was side by side, a match with, uh, with Tully and Arn uh, against like a couple enhancement talent. Um, and then it was Dax and Cash against uh, the Varsity Blondes. 
and uh, they were doing it like so. It's the side by side uh, videos, and Dax is doing the same thing that Tully's doing, which is he's got his hands behind his back and he's letting the guy like swing at him and he uh-huh. keeps like ducking, but he goes back into his own corner and lets his partner tag him on the back while the guy's distracted, still swinging. Then Arn comes in, and in this case, Cash comes in and like clotheslines him from behind while he's like still like thinking that you know he's the legal man. So yeah. it's just like, again, it's like it's like uh, chess when everybody else is playing checkers. These guys are really using their heads out there, and they're like kind of giving homages to uh, to you know the great times in in wrestling past. You know, not not and not to mention they were wearing their Bobby Eaton tribute gear as well. So which is tight. I mean, these guys, those guys are honestly handily probably better than like as as a team for sure the best tag team in the world but dax might be the best professional wrestler in the world uh you know a male i i think thunder rose is still the best wrestler in the world but as as a male dax might be the best worker on the face of the planet right now oh man if we get them intergender tag titles going marcus thunder rose and dax tagging on up that would that would be something that would be real something yeah i got the bobby eaton shirt on right now hey very nice but um no, and to that point, too, it's like that's what's cool about FTR and that's what's cool about, uh, you know, what the, how they go about their style is because, you know, uh, and that's pro wrestling. So you go, you look at it, they, they pull from those things. Nobody's going back, like, very rarely are, are wrestlers. I mean, I'm sure wrestlers watch plenty of tape and all that stuff, but very rarely do. Have you seen, like, wrestlers do this stuff where they're pulling from the old times and, like, it doesn't matter that you're – you're taking from them. It's not only like, you know, uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery, but that's pro wrestling is like, you're taking, you know, look at how many people took gimmicks and different things like that. It just, and it doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. So I would have never known that that was a gimmick. And, and until they showed me that side by side, but now right. that they're showing it, it makes it even better because I'm like, holy shit! Like this dude is like watching old school matches, paying close attention. I'm, I bet he he must have watched that match probably thirty times, rewinding it, watching it, saying like, we got to do this, we got to try this in the ring. Yeah. Um, and I love that kind of stuff. You or know, heck, you it could have been like Tully. Hey, I did this one time. This would be pretty cool for you guys to try out or something. Too. You can't pay for that type of passion in people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's incredible what these guys have it. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's must watch, must watch stuff every time they take the ring. Now, how would you do, how would you handle the booking, uh, when it comes to, I think this one's on dynamite next week is, is Sting and Darby versus FTR. Yep. So how would you handle that? Um, FTR needs to keep winning. Um, in my opinion, you know, they, when they came in really hot, they got the tag team belts. And here's the thing is that I think it would hurt FTR a little bit to take the loss. It would not hurt Sting or Darby at all. To no, lose. I agree with you. And, and as a matter of fact, Sting and Darby have not lost yet, and they need to. Um, so let's just get past that hump. They, they should lose. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see FTR go over in this match and kind of start staking their claim to be the tag team champions again um, and take on the Lucha Brothers um eventually down the road maybe at the next at full gear or something like that i don't know give them time you know i think I want, the, yeah i would the be lucha brothers the lucha brothers deserve to have the ball for a while so yeah. let's let's see what they got I'm, I'm interested to see it um yeah and i think you know obviously they tease tully and sting mixing it up so i'm sure that that might come into a factor here on on wednesday when they when they duke it out 
And so, you know, you can have a good reason for Sting to take a pinfall and things like that too. I'm not I'm not saying Sting needs to lose. How about how about like Darby's the one who gets pinned? Sting gets distracted by Tully and comes after him. That's not bad. Um but I wouldn't even be against Sting getting taking the pinfall because I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it either. I'm excited to see him mix it up with, yeah. with FTR. I mean, how excited what a fun time in wrestling this Holy shit. Time. Yeah, you think about it, man. It's like okay, Sting's battled Arn, Sting's battled Tully. Right now he's battling FTR and in the war games. He's been locked in a war games cage with Arn. I don't know about Tully. I'm sure he has, but I know for sure with Arn on yeah. a few occasions. And now it's like you know, flash forward 25 years, 30 years. I don't know how long, but you flash forward, and now he's stepping in the ring with like these two guys who are like clones of of Arn and Tully. It's just it's a really cool time. Yeah, yeah. Nasha doesn't want to see Sting lose and taking the loss. Oh, Nasha, she's he, he's got to do it at some point. It's like Goldberg at this point. You know, it's uh, you can only let somebody win for so long. It's <laughs> honestly comparing it to Goldberg is silliness. You can't. <laughs> but but uh, no, it's you know Sting's got to get past that hump. And honestly, I kind of want to see Sting in a singles match. He's only been doing tags, and I get it. He's he's not he's not the same guy who would be you know when you when you've reached the age that he has and you've punished your body the way that he has. But I want to see him in a singles match against somebody i don't care who it is but I, I think he can do it what do you how do you think they're going about with this tully thing what do you what's the what's the game with all that uh, we're gonna wind up in a three-man tag probably eventually uh much like we did with marco oh, stunt okay. uh and and tully that one time or jurassic express and, and tully and ftr mm-hmm. so i can see that happening eventually i'm sure that tully after being in the ring he's like he probably goes back and he's like i still got it i could say got a bit of an itch yeah (laughs) who wouldn't yeah so uh (laughs) i don't know it should be should be interesting i'm sure we'll wind up in a three-man tag and honestly if they do wind up in like so ftr should go over here uh in Mm -hmm. this upcoming match but if they wind up in a three-man tag let let tully take the pinfall to sting who cares oh yeah yeah i think uh, yeah that's totally fine Obviously, that that would I think that would be the way way to handle it. Honestly, yeah. you know, yeah. So, um, yeah. What, I mean, what a what a cool prospect, though. Yeah, no, uh, it's very exciting. I like uh, it. Just it's neat to have guys like Tully and Sting there, and um, I think um, also I want to what's what's going on with Jake? <laughs> hey, hang on a sec. Uh, but before we talk about Jake. Nesha said stinging tags makes sense. Uh, he's limited because of his neck problems, etc. And I agree. Uh, and honestly, when he first came in to AEW, I was like, I never want to see him take a bump. I don't want to see it. It makes me uncomfortable. And then at one point, like I think it was Kenny Omega had him set up for the V trigger, and wow. I was like, I was like doing that thing where I'm like he's standing up on my couch. Where I'm yeah. Like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, you know, if all it takes is being off like a fraction of an inch, and you could maybe kill him. So I was like getting really uncomfortable, and of course he got out of the way of it or whatever. Um, but then I saw Sting get powerbombed through a table and, and instantly leap back to his feet. Which is great. Uh, yes. So I I think he could probably handle it. And I'm not saying he needs to be like, you know, getting powerbombed on the fucking apron or anything. But like, like yeah, I think that he could have like a good technical, you know, rest hold old school match. Yeah, they could work some. I think they could work some too. Uh, you know. And get, yeah, have him go against a, a leaner, you know, opponent that can like move a lot for him, you know, create movement, stuff like that. Sure. Heck, Dax, man. It's, I mean, why not? Yeah, Dax would be great. All right. I teased it a little bit because I accidentally clicked on it. But uh, next up, Malachi Black and Cody roll it out, which was a uh, head scratch, bit of a head scratcher of a segment, I would say. Um, yeah, give me your thoughts there, Mark. Well, 
I didn't like it for uh, <laughs> for like Malachi Black because it's like he's got this very intimidating entrance, uh-huh. and uh, it's straight edge wrestling news. Are you guys brothers? We are. We are. Oh, yes. You can see the family resemblance. Yes. I'm sure. We are um, brothers. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Malachi Black has got this very like intimidating entrance, and it's like it's kind of creepy too. Like not only is his music very unnerving, but it's like the it'll get black, and then he's yeah. like in a completely different space. It's like he as soon as the lights go out, he must like hustle to the next spot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or and, and then like, you yeah, what you're saying too is that random uh, like yeah, how creepy the music is because you have that guy just like wailing in pain. <laughs> Every time that comes on, I'm like, I bet Jr. is fucking miserable listening to this right now, but. <laughs> Hey, play the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> but uh, so it's like it's this creepy entrance, and it's like very unnerving and uh, weird lighting and stuff, and it's like it just makes you uncomfortable, like his entrance does in a good way. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like he he like unmasks and he gets the mic and he's like Rosario Dawson. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Did he say her name or did he, he, he just didn't, like? But, but he he was, it was like he was a little bit more smooth, but he might as well have. Where it's like yeah. he so the camera hadn't showed rosario no. dawson all night and he's just like there's a non-believer here or whatever shit he said and he like points and then the camera's like and i'm like is that fucking rosario dawson <laughs> <laughs> so so like not only is that he's like, like uh, he's like has the mic and he's like gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Busey is there with his fucked up hair, and he's like wearing like. That's a nightmare like, family. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, so like that wasn't great. Didn't didn't like that whole thing. But then to make matters worse, it's like he she like jumps the rail at him, where it's like okay, this guy who's like scaring the shit out of basically everybody, or in theory is supposed to be, and it's like oh, this actress is is not intimidated. She's jumping the rail, coming after him. So I was like, yeah, it's not good. It's I didn't like it, but uh, I did like Cody coming back. I like that it devolved into a brawl. Um, yeah. I liked that they kept throwing beer at each other. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah, so like I thought it was, I thought it was shitty at at the start where it was like they're shoehorning in a celebrity, but uh, other than that, it was fine. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> it was it was just a very silly moment <laughs> where I'm like, oh, who's this like who's this fucking non-believer out here? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's it's that Chief chick Mary. from Rent. it's that chick from Rent. <laughs> Cheech Marin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Don Knotts. No, I know he's, he's passed away. <laughs> Don Knotts would take the cake. That'd be great. Yeah. Um. But no. So it was just it was silly bullshit. But yeah. You know. No, it's, I, I, hey, look. Any publicity is good publicity in theory. You know where it's like, if if TMZ picked it up, like, hey, Rosario Dawson jumped on this big wrestler's back. It's like, I guess it's a win. You know. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I wasn't too big of a fan of it. Like, maybe if they set it up a little bit different, like, they introduced, they said, hey, Rosario Dawson's in the crowd, like, if they did that earlier in the show or something, like, you could just, because it just, like, panned over to, like, yeah, right. not Rosario Dawson. Yeah, what the, what the fuck? And I'm, like, wondering who the non-believer is, and it's, yeah. it's the it's the girl from Rent. Is that Zach from Saved by the Bell? <laughs> it was just, I don't know, it was just weird. And it, it, like, very much took away from, like, his super intimidating, like, persona. 
it's just like he gives a fuck that there's like a celebrity in the crowd like in theory if this if like he's like this creepy almost like myth mystical sort of a dude it's like he wouldn't give a fuck that there's a celebrity in the crowd he just wants to slaughter whoever's coming out to or he'd be like yeah this is perfect cody all he would he would bring a celebrity ringside wouldn't you and that kind of thing you're like yeah that's see that would have been a good angle where it's like oh geez cody in his little transition to hollywood he's got to bring out celebrities and put him in his gear and stuff like that would have been cool um so no you make a good point caleb bray wyatt is coming to all the wrestling full gear dom do you see bray wyatt making his appearance at full gear uh, i see him making an appearance at some point <coughs> I know that's pretty vague but I, I do think he's going there um I don't know what his contract is, like where it's fallen in place here or not, but heck, we could maybe see him North Thrash, could we not? Maybe? I don't know. I, I mean, it would really depend on the specifics. I, I don't, is, does the 90 day thing still hold true if you've been released early from your contract? Yes. It's still okay. true. So right. if you is uh, talk about something, let me look at when he got released. Okay. Well, uh, so the other, I guess that brings me to a point that I didn't really suspect we would talk about. We kind of try to play the hits, but like as of right now, uh, it, the whole dark order angle where those guys are like arguing backstage, hating it, really not enjoying it. Uh, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't even put that on the tab today, but, um, so look, I like, I like a lot of the guys in it. Um, and I think that there's a lot of talent in the dark order. It's just like, I don't, I don't understand I know you're trying to push toward maybe having Bray Wyatt come in and be the leader, but is Bray Wyatt going to be the leader of silly dark order? Cause I don't want to see that. Like Bray Wyatt needs to be the leader of like vicious, nasty dark order. Um, it could, otherwise it just doesn't make any sense and you kind of bury him. And so I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what to expect out of the whole situation, but I think we can all safely assume that Bray Wyatt, when he does come in, is going to be involved with the Dark Order, um, as we mentioned before, because of his ties to uh, Brody Lee and to Brody Lee's son and his entire family. Um, and it just all kind of makes sense for Bray Wyatt to go that direction. Yeah, I like. I'm with you kind of on this like it's you can see like i was all right with them showing the fracture and then brawling it out like the week before and stuff like that but here it just kind of feels, feels like it's like i know they want to continue it and like you know make it going but they i think they could have maybe done it a little differently in a way to make it still intriguing because it just was i had you know i think that's the issue is like being on a two-hour program and having trying to squeeze all these stories in is like you like they have to rush it in like okay hey there, there's evil in a, oh and pops alex reynolds oh look at you like t talking trash real quick about it it just seemed rushed and, and kind of forced and just like did not it it didn't keep the momentum up with it right know? and like i love john silver i think he's an awesome talent really good worker and stuff but he's still doing like the johnny hungy thing which is fine you know if, if like you want to keep it as like a joke angle but like if you're bringing in bray wyatt this needs to be not a joke this needs to be like a very serious like you know a fracture in a in a well-known established group and bray wyatt is like coming in to exploit it you know yeah something you know, it could maybe all wash away. Maybe at Arthur Ashe, like things start really exploding there, and then boom, lights go out. Out comes Bray Bray Wyatt or Wyndham Rotunda, and then uh, the tone to totally changes a little bit. Instead. So I think all it might really need is just that appearance, and then you can give me give me track. Bray Wyatt, Abaddon, and a reformed Luchasaurus in a group. See, that'd be pretty cool. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be for that too. There's somebody else I was thinking that'd be a good fit for them. Them too, but 
can't think of it right now. You're like whispering um, right now, Dominic. Can't um, hear a fucking word I over said there. That, I, there was somebody else I was thinking that it could be a good fit for that too, but mm. I can't think of that person right now. Okay, so Marcus, maybe you're good at. Are you? How are you? Your arithmetic? Are you all right? Oh, I'm. I'm not good at the math. Okay, so he was released on July 31st. Uh huh. So in September 22nd is Arthur Ashe. That is not so, 90 days. That is not 90 days. So we will not see him. So July, August, yeah, you're right. I won't see him yet. Yep, not even close. So he will not be there. So maybe full gear. Oh, is that Caleb? Maybe Caleb's right there. Um, Let's see. What did I want to cover next? Dang it, there was something else. Oh, Marcus, this is completely not related to AEW whatsoever, but I feel it needs to be addressed. Um, we had a D'Angelo pop up on NXT, and his name is Tony. Tony D'Angelo. Same spelling? Apostrophe in between the D and the A. Uh, I don't respect it, Dom. Well, listen, uh, <laughs> they got, he's full hog, Johnny the Bull Stamboli, combined with Sopranos. He's in waste management. His family was in waste management. All this blue. <laughs> Wait, is he doing like a vignette on waste management? No, he's doing like this Mafazio kind of like really heavy handed Mafazio gimmick. And, uh, but he's an amateur wrestler. He went into amateur wrestling instead. And so, uh, but yeah, he's probably our cousin, I think, you know, how do we know about the waste? I'm puzzled by this waste management backstory where it's like, does, wait a minute. Is he like talking about like, I grew up with a family in waste management, Well, waste management, you know, how Sopranos that's, that was their cover. So that's what he was talking about. And then he had all these other fronts too, that like, I was like, okay, that's mafia stuff like that kind of thing. Why? Like, so the, the thing back in the day for the mafia used to be construction. You know, like, yeah. oh, my yeah, my... he mentioned that. I think. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I'm like, what? Let's, let's get more creative than just like completely borrowing from the Sopranos. <laughs> but, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to see it, but uh, I don't know. It, it, we've we've seen the gimmick before a little bit, haven't we? FBI sent you the picture, so okay. Incoming, you we, we've seen full blooded Italians in ECW, like, it didn't really get over. Um, like it, it was a cool angle. I like little Guido and those guys. I think it's, I think it's cool, but like, is, uh, do you picture this guy ever headlining WrestleMania? I don't know. I if, think it's too damn early. To if, if the answer is no, then why are you wasting time on them? Well, they're the NXT really changed. I guess we like, they really changed it up. Um, Rick Steiner's son was there. He's not named. He was originally going to be named Rex Steiner, which I was like, Hey, that's pretty cool. And uh-huh. for some reason, for some fucking reason, within the span of like less than 48 hours, they changed it to Braun Breaker with two Ks. Why? Why? Like his father is a, a professional wrestling legend. It's like, let's make that his gimmick. It's good. He enough. looks like Rick Steiner. He dresses like Rick Steiner. He has like a that... colored singlet, Marcus. He talks like Scott and Rick. He fucking has the sirens coming out like Scott. And he, uh, it just he basically doesn't... wrestles like them too. It but just no, he's Braun sense. Breaker. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, so Randy Orton, how come Randy Orton gets to be Bob Orton's son? You know, why, why, why did, how come Joe Hennig couldn't have been Kurt Hennig's son? Yeah. He had to, he had to be Curtis Axel. No, and he had like, to be Michael McGillicuddy, Marcus. Right. So like, <laughs> what, why, 
what like if if these guys had famous parents let's use it because guess what like if i if i am a huge let's say ted dibiase fan and uh well they actually did with ted dibiase jr so that's a bad example if i'm a huge scott hall fan and cody hall is all of a sudden on wwe i'm like oh oh they're talking about how scott hall's son is coming to wwe i gotta watch wwe i want to see him yeah, you know, like, if, I, like, if I'm a huge Rick Steiner fan and I hear that Rick Steiner's like, I haven't seen Rick Steiner wrestle since the 90s or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, I got Rick Steiner 2.0. Let's go. But if you're marketing this guy as whatever bullshit name you just said, Breaker or something. Breaker. Right. If you're marketing this guy like that, then I'm I wouldn't know that he was in NXT. And so why would it give me a reason to tune into NXT? Yeah, it adds layers too to something that like heck you're talking about now. Like if I was telling you, hey, uh yeah, Rick Steiner's son just appeared on NXT, you might at the very least, you might go and check clip out on YouTube and see like, hey, I want to check him out, see what he's like. You know, that kind of thing. Yep. But, um, and they did it with another talent too on there, uh Wayne Bloom's son. Cal Bloom is the thing. Wayne, Wayne Bloom's son is in NXT. He's in NXT, but he's not Cal Bloom. No, he is Vaughn Wagner. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if I remember right, Wayne Bloom was like a deadlift world champion at some point. It was like something crazy like that. Sounds right. Right. So, like, it, you've got, and he was like part of like that Minnesota Wrecking Crew group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just, I don't understand it. Why not use it? make a new minnesota wrecking crew you don't even have to reference the old one because guess what a lot of these young fans have no fucking idea what you're talking about so like just call put them in a group with other minnesota guys and call them minnesota wrecking crew yep i don't know some people get it but others won't and that's fine right i don't know head scratcher nxt the look of it the new look of it i kind of did like i will say that i liked it i mean they did do some things right it was just a weird kind of presentation i think though that's coming from a guy that's like, you know, was grown up in the nineties and liked it, that nineties feeling. It very much had a nineties, like kind of like WF like presentation almost. It did feel more like the, that. the new generation WWF. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of had a little bit of that and that was kind of refreshing, but with a modern spin to it. So, um, if WWF you know, right now, WWE went back to the new generation style, like everything was just new generation all over again, just with like their modern superstars. But even like, let's let's even have a couple silly gimmicks like Doink thrown in there. Uh, I'd, I'd probably watch it, <laughs> but I, I, I don't watch the current product. So like it, it kind of speaks volumes. I mean, it's tightening up the script and doing things right. This, I think it wasn't, a, I think I would say it was a good start for it. Now, some people would very much disagree with me. Uh, there was some like people just did not like it, but I like. Hey, it. so this is not an NXT podcast, so why don't we just hammer on Dominic? Let's carry on. Um, how many more do we have? Because we're at forty-four minutes, and we're trying okay. to close this thing out. And this some bitch down in an hour. hour. Wow, what you don't like spending time with your your older brother here? What's I I mean? love spending time with all the people in this group chat, but talking to you is just a brutal experience. Well, maybe maybe you <laughs> just, uh, go fuck yourself. You know, uh, Dan Lambert basically said the same. To all the AEW fans this past Wednesday. Nice yeah. transition. Thank you. Uh, and that prompted Jericho and Jake Hager to come out. But Dan Lambert had a whole lot of backup in regards to like some big name MMA starts. Paige Van Zant, Junior Dos Santos, who's been there before, but we haven't seen Paige Van Zant there. Um, they had a quite the early two thousands Jericho exchange between one another, and it was uh, I enjoyed it. What did you think, Mark? Yeah, I thought it was good. I think that Tony Khan is an avid listener to Jim Cornette's podcast, and he's, like, taking notes while he's listening. Somebody is. 
you know, because Dan Lambert is basically just Jim Cornette. Um, but no, it's, I mean, it's entertaining. It's it, uh, certainly, you can't take your eyes off what's going on. I'll tell you what, when Jericho was like acting like he was coming down to the ring, I was like, eh, if this is a shoot, I'd stay the fuck out of that ring. <laughs> seems like some dangerous humans standing around it there. But then he does have Jake Hager, who's a bad motherfucker in his own right. So, um, no, I, I thought it was cool. And you're right. It was like very 90s Jericho exchange with uh, with Lambert. Um, they call him like piece of shit fat face or something. Something like that. But uh, I also enjoyed the fans uh, for once. I don't like the whole singing along with Judas thing. It got old really fast for me. But the fans like continuing to sing it after Lambert said shut his music off. I thought it was kind of a cool Yeah, thing. that was that added that added a lot i think too yeah it was it was a cool like organic moment that happened yeah um but yeah so i a good segment dan lambert i have to like i was kind of like when it first started and he's like he came in he was just trashing the fans and they got beat up by uh by uh what's his name um lance archer when he he came in he got he got beat up by lance archer i was i was like uh was that just like a, a pete rose moment where like <laughs> is this it. Yeah. yeah, is that is that what we're doing here? But uh, no, I mean he keeps coming back. He keeps talking a bunch of shit. So I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested too, man. Um, so Marcus, uh, Andre Andrade kicked out uh, Chavo or boy Chavo. Apparently, Chavo is just going away for a little bit because um, he is doing uh, work with Young Rock on NBC. Oh, is he? Yes, I didn't know that. He's Dom learning. Rick is Rick is tired of our fucking cuss words over here. <laughs> what the? <laughs> hey, shut your fucking mouth, guys. <laughs> uh, that's cool though. No, I mean, who better to train some of these people for Young Rock than somebody like Chavo, who's got all of his ring experience? So that makes more sense than just like you know them working with him for like a few weeks and saying like, "Hey, it's not working. Let's kick the shit out of him, get him off TV." Yeah, yeah, he, and I think the plan is to have him back too, according to Meltzer. That's good. Um, Jake Cargill versus legit Layla Hirsch. Marcus, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was a fun match, especially, you know, with the size difference between the two and just seeing, you know, Layla Hirsch do exactly what she should be doing in the ring where she's like kind of just trying to out wrestle people, you know, like use her kind of like stronger base to, uh, to take advantage of these people who, uh, could maybe out leverage her in some situations. So I thought it was a pretty cool scene. Uh, Nesha hates Jade, which, uh, is the effect. I think that Jade... <laughs> Yeah, so, so like I think, I think that you know Jade is is the perfect heel for women. I think who watch this where she comes out and she's like she talks about how she's like the baddest bitch and like you know she's she she's got this ridiculous unachievable body for like a body I'm not talking the women couldn't achieve like most men could never achieve like this unbelievable physique and so it's like I feel like if my wife sat down with me and watched a Jade Cargill match she'd be like she wouldn't even have to say a word my wife would be like hater hate that woman she hasn't seen Jade. Uh, no, no, she hasn't. But I think if she saw her washboard abs, she'd be like, hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was a good uh, contrast with one another. Um, people were talking about it, like how like kind of green Jade looks. And I'm like, ah, no, it's fine. You know, I think it was a, you know, a good match for, you know, showcasing somebody and showcasing both talents, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I thought it was good. And, uh, you know, Jade Cargill is like a one of one. She's like the sort of human that you don't really find a lot of places in the entire world. So uh, I I would more than happily see her continue to her little streak of dominance. I agree. I agree. Uh, okay. Hey, Daniel Bryan. It's official, man. Oh, hey. Daniel Omega. 
How about that? Yes. Or Brian Danielson, my apologies. So uh, we're going to see a world title change next week. No, it's it's a non-title match. Oh, it is? Non-title. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't catch that part. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see Daniel Bryan beat the world champ. Get the big dub. Yeah, Must no question about it. So, I mean, if when you're doing this, what is it, in your opinion, Dominic? What is the end game? Clearly, Daniel Bryan is going to win this match, uh, or Bryan Danielson. I gotta get used to that. The American Dragon. Yes. Um, so he's clearly gonna win this match. But what's the end game? Where are we going with this? I think it'll be something where. Um, Kind of almost maybe what you were saying, I think, a week ago or so, where he gets the W against Kenny, a good W. And then he's got to kind of work his way through the elite. Kind of see it going that way. And I would honestly, and that would kind of give a little bit of thing you could give Frankie and and Daniel or Brian Danielson tagging up against some of these and doing some of those matches. We could tell some story in that regard. Um, but he, he and but either that, yeah. And, and like, but he's what the big key is, is he's got that win over Kenny Omega. He's got the win over, you know? Um, yeah. It, you know what? It wouldn't be a bad thing. I don't think either. If, uh, Kenny let him kick out of the one wing angel too. Uh, that would be something. I don't know though. I like that. It's a protected move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where like it, nobody ever kicks out of the one wing age. And you know, I'd never want to see anybody kick out of it. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> you know what? Now I think about it. I don't want. Yeah, to. I mean, uh, maybe when Kenny's like in his fifties and it's his final match ever, or whatever, or you know, sixties. Guys are wrestling longer now. Maybe like his final match ever, it'll be like, oh shit, he hit the one wing age. Well, this one's over, and then the guy kicks out and comes back and beats him. That would be fine. But until then, I'd never want to see anybody kick out of his finish. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's a good thing to have in the chamber, though, to make it mean something. If I'm, I'm just that. saying, like, imagine. So, if I were Kenny, I'd be like, I'm not. I refuse to let anybody kick out of this ever until I retire, because like my retirement match, I want it to be super memorable, yeah. and like I want to swerve the shit out of everybody. Where it's like this move that nobody ever kicks out of. Finally, my last match ever, somebody kicks out. Somebody kicks out. It would be awesome. Hot diggity dang. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, Minoru Suzuki, uh, tagging up with Lance Archer, tagging against Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. That shit's going down. And I kind of like the story about um Minoru feeling disrespected by that they didn't let all his music play. I thought that was that kind of a cool thing to do because like J- Japanese wrestling is like you know there's certain ways you handle it and uh, you better not best not fuck with it. You know? Yeah, it's, so. it's a very different culture, and that dude looks like a maniac. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, it's I, I think it could be fun, and you know, certainly seeing Eddie Kingston, friend of the show, uh, involved yeah. in any matches uh, anywhere uh, is always is always fun. the The idea of him being in the ring with that crazy looking dude is to me, it sounds like sounds like a blast. Yeah, that, that a lot of people are predicting that's going to close out Dynamite. Actually, that'll be a show that closes it out. While well, uh, Brian Danielson and Kenny will be on earlier. Wow, I don't know if I'd like that. Yeah, you don't know. No, I, I mean Brian Danielson coming back should be. I mean that's that's how you you know get people to stick. What around. would be the best though for the ratings? Would you think? Because I mean, one hundred percent Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega closing it out. I mean, closing it out on the main event or them opening on the show. Like, what would hit it better? You know what I mean? Closing it out. I, I say open this. So top of the top of each hour, you have a big match. Opener, you have a big match. Close, you have a big match. That's it. That's the formula. Get people to you stick could around. Start it too at like nine thirty. 
Give him like thirty uh, minutes. What's that? I said you could start it at like nine thirty and give him like thirty minutes to go. Yep. Nobody's changing the channel, especially if you keep doing that uh, that split screen stuff. Yeah. Picture in picture, rather. I'd be zooming in on my freaking uh, television there. That's it. Um, Dom, do you want to talk about Rampage at all? Yes, I do, because there was some good stuff on there. Um, did, <coughs> uh, okay, uh, Fuego del Sol. He's Carlos. Well, no, I guess not. Apparently not. Uh, he's, he might, might still have the wheels, because... Uh, you did not give a fuck about that car. No, I, I well, when they like put the what kind of car is it? it was like a fucking Kia or something. I don't know. But everybody <laughs> was like guessing. Like Jericho said a Taurus, and then Taz said uh, no. I think it's a Camry or something. <laughs> it's like this car. And it's just like it's nothing like that special. It's just like something you'd like go get groceries in or whatever. And like I'm like, why would Miro give a fuck about this car? So I love that he's like keep it, and he's like shoving the keys back in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that that was uh, it was a good touch and a uh, good match. You know, the Miro's. You know how I feel about him. He's awesome. He's a blast to watch. That Polish um, hammer too, baby. Yes, when he like nailed him midair with that, and then yeah. he did like the no, no, no. no, no. It was, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's great shit. Um, <laughs> Rick, sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry, man. But you know, like if you think about it, it's like you know that one uh, that one rampage. Uh, Jericho like rolls up in this crazy supercar and it's like these guys are all you know making a bunch of money and they should be driving these crazy cars and then there's Fuego del Sol and he wins a he wins like a fucking like a Camry or a Kia or whatever and it's like it's like there's no way Miro would give a, a rat's ass about that vehicle. <laughs> no. So I love the fact that he shoved the keys in his mouth. Yeah, you keep it. <laughs> Um, but Dom, so, I mean, the real, the real thing to talk about here is, uh, he's coming up against a red hot, um, Samuel Guevara. So who goes over? I don't know, honestly. Cause I mean, like you could definitely see Sammy get the one to beat him. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, in theory, if you want to like push Sammy to the moon, which it seems like they have the, that desire, it's like, you know, probably, probably could. Mm -hmm. um that being said to me it's wrong it's not the right move um i think because sammy's red hot you have miro beat him and beat him clean um because it's miro is a guy who you could do anything with in pro wrestling he's a guy that you, he's he's your main event heel he could be a main event baby face he he's like i'm talking about selling out arenas level talent um, and I think that they need to treat him as such here and have him just like dominate, dominate everybody. Now here's a pitch. So say they have him beat Sammy. And honestly, like, I don't think there's a right or wrong move here. I think it just depends on how you follow up with it. But that being said, let's go with your hypothetical and say that, you know, Miro should beat Sammy and he does. Uh, how would you feel? Would this define Sammy? Now, I don't think him losing to Miro would define Sammy down whatsoever. Whatsoever. But if you had Jericho be next in line for Miro after that to lead to a storyline of, hey, Jericho wants a piece of you now, you know, would that be good or would that define Sammy down to a like a point where okay he's not at jericho's level yet kind of thing he's not and and he shouldn't be considered at jericho's level and in, in storyline he's kind of like still jericho's like protege almost 
Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I don't think it could hurt him at one bit. I think that if Miro comes out and, and whoops on Sammy and then Jericho says like, Hey, okay. He might be able to take advantage of a guy who's like uh, an up uh, a rising star, but not quite there yet. But like, he can't take advantage of me because I've been to the top of the mountain. You know, then all of a sudden we've got something interesting. Yeah. And so, then I would have Jericho put Miro over then more, you know, no question about it. Absolutely. Has to It'd be pretty darn good. Actually. I think. Yeah, I think that those two could have a nice match together. Um, so, yeah, it's – you know how I feel. I think that Miro should go undefeated for two years, three years. I don't care. Um, have him go undefeated. Have him collect more belts on the way. You know, give him, like, the impact title. Like, let him just be, like, this unstoppable, monstrous force. Then get somebody the fuck over by beating him. I have so many titles. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, our boy's back, baby. It's the Butcher. Butch, Bunkhouse Butch. Bunkhouse Butch, tagging with the Blade, who we like the Blade too, going up against the Lucha Brothers. It's great. I really like this match a lot, Marcus. Yeah, very entertaining. Very entertaining. Uh, it's it's kind of like a, a combination of uh, the things that are fun about modern wrestling. You know, uh, you can say what you want about like missing the old school, and in many ways I do, but the, this match kind of was like a, it encapsulated everything that's good about modern wrestling. You know, you've got like a the, the clash of styles, but everybody was getting their shit in. And I mean, it was just it was just fun to watch. Yeah, it was. It was like a good contrast. Yeah. Contrast of styles and, um, you know, really showcase the Lucha Brothers. And I love that aspect of them. Uh, the blade tying uh, tying uh, Penta's mask to the ropes. And then they're like, how is he going to get out of this? It was like really good storytelling because I'm like, he's like stuck between a rock and a hard place there. Yeah, do you take off your mask and keep fighting? You keep it. What What is he going to do? He's like, he's and he double knotted that beast too. That was like some Boy Scout shit. That I don't, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't remember ever seeing that in wrestling. Do yeah, you? no, I don't. I'd never seen that. And I, so yeah, and what's so like, what a unique, cool idea that is. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, make a choice. You can get up and fight me, or you can keep your mask. Yeah, and then there was a neat point too, where like. I think it was like Penta gave um, the blade like a big pile driver or something like that. And then that opened the door up for um, Phoenix to do a, a dive out to the outside where you would think, hey, that's going to be the end of the match because he's clearing it out. But the blade uh, butcher gets out of the way, slides in and makes a save. I just thought that was really they kind of like turned some stuff on its head a little bit throughout that match. And I thought it's a really understated match. Uh, I would say. I would say my match of the week. Wow. I don't think we usually do that, but I would say that. Um, well, I will say this. Uh, the Butcher is looking polished. Like, he's getting – he he seems like he gets better all the time. Um, but night and day, as far as, like, his ability uh, when when he first made – when he made his first appearance on AEW, not that he did, was bad, but you, know, you could just kind of see a few flaws. And, I mean, he's just – he's becoming very, very polished. He's a fun guy to watch. And, honestly, again, I see main event in him. See a lot of main event, and, and I saw a lot of bunkhouse that. butch. Yeah, I saw a lot of it in that match. You know, in the, I'd love to see. Face. I'd love to see him in the blade in a group with Evil Luchasaurus, Abaddon, and Bray Wyatt. What about? I think that's a lot of people, but I would like to see. I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing them with Bray Wyatt. Why not? Give him something, man. Something, something. Uh, two more key things I want to talk about, and if you want to touch upon <laughs> anything else, we can. Um, uh, the, so a big, big takeaway from Rampage, that promo between Ruby Ryan and Britt Baker. Holy shit. I like that tremendously. Um, Felt like real tension. Yes. 
and just both had their burns, which were really both good. And, uh, you know, Brit's uh, facials and language, or body language that she showed throughout that was really awesome. And Ruby, like, stewing a little bit and, like, then hitting her with that, you know, you're banging some dude in the back and all that kind of stuff. Just really well done. Really got Ruby over and, like, Brit just uh, kept up to that level, too. So it was it really made me excited for these two to face off. And again, Hey, uh, Ruby can win this match. Yeah. Um, and that's, it, it puts you in a conundrum to put her in a match against Brit this, this early too, where it's like, okay, so Brit hasn't had the women's title for very long. Uh, Ruby's brand new to the promotion on paper though. Ruby should go over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting an interference type situation. Uh, disqualification. I don't know. Uh, Dom Brick like that stuff doing the disqualifications though. So we yeah, I know, that. I know. But uh, that's honestly, it's it kind of feels like the only way out. Dominic Rick is saying, does a former Bray Wyatt debut soon? We touched on this a little bit earlier. Uh, I think he's still in the middle of his ninety day non compete. Uh, I don't know when that's up, but I feel like it's going to be up somewhere around early to mid October or something like that, based on what I, what Dominic told me. Yeah. So uh, so we got a little time on that. Yeah, I got a little bit soon there, but yeah, Eric Redbeard joins. Maybe it's just a lot of people. You know what right. I mean? They've, they've already got it. They've already got so many on the roster of trying to find Erica's spot too. Not that I have anything against Eric. I think he's awesome actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's I, I think you've got to be a very picky at this point with with the talent that you put on your roster. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, no, Mark, it was great stuff though between uh, Ruby and Britt, and um, you know, I think it. I don't think there's any harm in having Ruby beat Brit. I don't think there is because you can clearly go back to that feud and you can have uh, Brit kind of take some maybe anger out on uh, somebody like, you know, a rebel where it's just like she uh, she just kind of starts to unravel almost. It's almost like what uh, MLW did with Tom Waller where he's like tagging with the Von Erics and he's like just lost the world title. He just lost it to Jacob the two. And then, like, months kind of build. He's still friends with the Von Erics. They win the big uh, War Games match. And then he gets six of it uh, and turns on the Von Erics at, the, at, the, at one of the shows. And then, like, he completely, like, goes into this heel mode. And, like, you can kind of play that further with Brit, I think, and just do, um, just kind of make her more and more of a heel. And, expe- and that would be a good way to get, you know, because people like Rebel. So it's just like if you get her and have her go up against Rebel, then heck, then you have uh, Thunder Rosa come and save Rebel. I mean, there's some options there, and you can get a new alliance going, and Rebel's still good. I don't know. I yeah, think it's hard, be, hard yeah. to say. Hard mm-hmm. to say. Um, I'm, I, I think, you know, essentially you can do no wrong when it comes to Britt Baker now, you know, as long as you keep her heel, in my opinion. I think that, uh, that you know, she's, she's well-positioned to be a, a big star for a long time, so... I don't think it's necessarily going to hurt Brit to uh, put Ruby over against her if that's the direction they're taking. But that being said, you know, uh, I it, it's it feels odd to me to take the belt off of Brit so soon. It does, but I think it's fine. I really do because she had her big moment to do it, and you can always come back to it. You can always come back because she's such a big star, and so yeah. and there's nothing wrong with hey, she's got two title reigns. You know, I think that's kind oh, of a shit. coffin drop for my cat. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what if he left there and he just backwards left onto your lap like that? It would be really funny. 
That would be quite hilarious. I train him to do it. Dominic, uh, let's let's close this some bitch down. All right. Uh, what I did want to talk, I really enjoy Taz and Jericho on commentary together. I don't mm-hmm. get the negative reaction sometimes Jericho gets. Like, I think he's great. He does a good job at putting things over and adding a, a spin onto things where it's like he mentioned, like, the Butcher's book band and, like, mentioned him by full name, too, which I don't think is a bad thing. I just think it's a... I think and him and Taz were just funny. Like, what was the one thing that got said I tweeted about was, um, oh, he's like, oh, when they cut, when Matt Hardy cut that dude's hair and he's like, he's got to go home to his wife like that. And, and Taz is like, oh, he doesn't have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I think that they're great together. I don't see what's, what's to dislike about it. Um, no, I've I've also heard negative reaction to Mark Henry. It's like, why? He's uh, he's Mark Henry. He's always yeah. been the same guy. I like him. I like what he's people doing. are too. People get too up in arms about stuff. And people just like to complain about shit. People do. Uh, so Dominic, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned who like your your match of the week is. Is that going to be one of your MVPs this week? Uh it's not. My MVP this week is going to be Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho. How about I think, that? Yeah, I think uh, just uh, what she showed on Rampage and um, just that build. I think uh, she's such a unique talent that, um, like, getting her to kind of showcase herself finally, you know, and leading into that too, and mentioning that, like, hey, I finally got my shot at freedom here to do what I want, and this is me. Like, you're seeing me now, like that kind of thing. That's just really well done, and obviously, Britt was a great compliment to her. But yeah, Ruby Soho is my MVP for this week. How about you? Gotta go with Adam Cole, man. Uh, you can't you can't buy that the kind of reaction that he's getting right out of the gate. Uh, great ring skills, great look, um, great promo. So it's the sky's the limit for that guy. I'm telling you, very Shawn Michaels esque. That's who he reminds me of. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, Marcus. Uh, real quick, Rick does mention this. Uh, unrelated flair ever appear in a major promotion again we talked about this off the air uh i think i talked to you about it um i think he will i think he will um obviously like dark side of the ring was a intense crazy and harrowing episode um so um it, but yeah um i i don't think um I don't think I think we will see him again at some point. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't even want to. I don't really care to, to comment on the situation in total. You know, uh, it's uh, I I think that uh, time is going to tell when it comes to that sort of thing. Right. So. All right, Marcus. Anything else? Did you want to plug? Uh, no. I think I think we're good to go, man. Um, we got to give our scores though. Uh, I guess we're doing like kind of a cumulative score between Dynamite and. Oh yeah, give your Marcus Meltzer rating. What do you want? Right. Uh, so between the two programs, uh, giving it a solid. It's very solid for me, Dominic. Seven point one for for both programs. Yeah, it was. I mean, when's the last time I gave him a bad review? It's been a while. Been a while. Yeah. The the program is just. It's 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 appointment television, as I said before, the whole both both programs, you know, so uh, it's it's fun. It's 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 fun. We're back to fun wrestling. Yes, it's been a real good time. Uh, it's such a such a neat thing that I think uh, people are taking a lot for granted, actually, at the moment. It's just like these intriguing matchups and history blending in with modern. It's uh, very, very cool to see AEW doing a great job with it. Something that WWE wasn't doing for us. 
you know. So, like, I think this is it's a really very well done. Um, as far as stuff I want to plug, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Dominic D'Angelo. You can follow WrestleZone on Twitter at WrestleZone.com. You can go to WrestleZone.com for all your wrestling news needs. Uh, follow my degenerate brother, Marcus, at Marcus P. D'Angelo. Follow Two Dynamite Dudes at Two Dynamite Dudes. Also, I never mentioned this. Give us a like. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Uh, like these videos. Try to get a little bit of traction going for us. I would really appreciate that. Um, just because, um, I don't know, we, I, I, the YouTube's kind of the way to roll with a lot of this stuff. And you get a lot more ads and vibes on there. So that'd be a really great, you know, obviously I don't know the ins and outs of the algorithms and all that bullshit. But it would be great for to get some subscriptions. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. There's a separate podcast feed for Two Dynamite Dudes specifically. And if you could subscribe to that, you could get, kind of give us a little bit of a gauge to maybe a, a, what more of an audience we're getting if we're getting more. If not, you know, hey, that's a good that right. shit to listen to. But And, uh, you know, that's dumb. This is usually where, like, you know, podcasts say, like, hey, you know, if you do that, you know, you can enter to win one of our T-shirts. But, I don't know, we don't really have merch. I might be able to give you, like, an old PS3 game. What PS3 game would you separate yourself from? <laughs> so I will send you the Ghostbusters game that I won from Dominic by defeating him handily in a bracket. Oh, oh I set myself up for that one. <laughs> I can't wait till we can do a tournament with AEW. With AEW game. The AEW video game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for tradition, one of us is going to have to be Jericho in the first match. That's just tradition with us. I think so. Also tradition, one of us gets upset and walks away for a while. (laughs) That is very much tradition. (laughs) That is very much tradition. Um, Also, check out... um, I wrote up a transcription uh, from Bloomsburg Sports uh, with Tony Khan talking to um, just uh, the sports business aspect thing. It was really interesting. Uh, I would recommend giving that a listen if you can find it. You could if you go on WrestleZone.com. It's there. You can read it and then do do a little bit of a listening, too, if you'd like. A little um, reading, a little listening. A little bit of everything going on. Uh, we got some good interviews up there uh, on the WrestleZone.com. Uh, one of the Nitro girls, I'm sorry I can't remember her name, but uh, Bill Pritchard interviewed her, and she has a good story that she shares about DDP and how uh, he helped to get her onto her next career path and stuff like that. All right. So, Give a listen, get, check out that. Uh, we got plenty of good stuff coming up on WrestleZone.com and plenty of good stuff heading your way further down the road. So, heading your way, heading down your way. Thank you, Nesha. Thank you, uh, Rick, the two Ricks today, Rick Murphy and Rick uh, Hootnock, and uh, just everybody tuning in to Caleb. Thanks, as well. thanks to Rick Steiner's son, Rick Steiner Brock. No, Braun, Braun with Breaker. your bad name, but you just uh, hope you they change that name for you, bud. Because yeah. I'll dig your style. I think so, he's gonna be good, but I mean, come on, like, Braun Breaker, what the fuck? <laughs> just, just slap dick stuff going on over there. Oh man, man, get us going, get us cooking on there. So, <laughs> all, all right, right. Uh, Nasha, you have a great night too. All of you guys have a great night. Thanks as always for joining us, and we will see you all next week right here on Two Dynamite Dudes with Attitude. See you guys. Yes.